0: Hi everyone, hope you've had a great Christmas and are enjoying some time off during this holiday period. I hope that you are able to be listening to this podcast on a beach somewhere or relaxing wherever you may be. So this podcast episode is just a throwback to one of our most listened to episodes from this year, um, all about staff training, because we know that Building the team of our dreams is such an integral part to building the studio of our dreams. And this was a podcast episode from this year that we got a lot of great feedback on. So we hope you enjoyed this and we can't wait to be back with a new podcast episode for you all in the new year. Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan. And welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast.
1: Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio.
0: Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast.
1: Hi friends, and welcome to the Dance Principles United podcast. Beck and I are here in person at the lovely uh, in the lovely Gold Coast, ready for our SGC conference that's coming up this weekend. How are you, my lovely business bestie?
0: I am super awesome. I'm so excited to be in the same room as you oh. and do all the fun <laughs> things.
1: We went shopping today and <laughs> spent too much money, is what I happened today. I did spend
0: way too much money today, but it was worth it. Um, yeah, and it's just so excited to be prepping everything. Uh, for our amazing Studio Growth Club members.
1: Yeah, most definitely. And what we wanted to talk about was you know, this, uh, you're probably hearing this podcast a little bit late, but we have got our retreat on for our Studio Growth Club members this weekend um, at the time of recording. Um, but last weekend, the weekend before, sorry, the weekend before, we had our um, staff training, which we're doing twice a year for all of our Studio Growth Club members. Um, and It was absolutely incredible. And we wanted to share with you some of the learnings we got from that. Now, Beck, you ran um, the day. Do you wanna tell everyone about how it kind of runs, I guess?
0: Yeah, sure. So um, all of our studio owners come online with their teams Mm -hmm. um, and we get some feedback from them about what sort of things they really do want us to work on. But some of the sessions that we did um, last Sunday, was we did a session on uh, enrollments and when they come into the studio, you know, how you should talk to them, how you should enrol them and close the sale. Uh, we did a session on cleaning routines. We did a session on behaviour management. That mm. was really great. Um, and, you know, just did some sessions on values and vision for their studios. And so they're you know i sort of i guess talk about a few things um and then we give them the opportunity to either act things out or do things with their staff themselves um so it's sort of them leading the staff, i guess but also us just implementing and helping them with it yeah i so mm.
1: love it as a concept because mm. most of our te- uh most of the studio owners and the uh, studio teams they uh, you know put up the zoom in the big screen they had a made it a special day mm. uh the studio owner still led their team um, but with a little bit of guidance from you, I guess. Um, and it works really, really well. Uh, you give them time to implement things. You give them time to talk, you know, uh, as as a team, because every studio is different, right? Yeah. And every studio has different values, different processes, and all of those things. Um, but, yeah, we got so much great feedback of it from our Studio Growth Club members, which was so awesome.
0: Yeah, and I'm so passionate about this. I think those of you who are out there who've never done a staff training before <laughs> yeah. and, you know, there's... There was a time when I had never done staff training in my studio, and it is such a game changer to bring your team together and to be a leader for them and to, you know, show them the way that you want them to talk to parents or do all the things or you know clean routines, behavior management, whatever it might be. Um, most of you are pretty much experts in that anyway, and it's having, having the confidence to, team, to yeah, do it right, totally, like totally and the
1: confidence and the power to show your team how you want it to be done. I think that's so, so important. So what were like the key takeaways? We had a lot of studios participate. um, And what were some of the like the key takeaways that you saw uh, that you feel like it's really important for all studios to be implementing?
0: Yeah, look, I think the first thing I wanted to talk about was that confidence, having the confidence to speak to your staff, you know, Amanda was saying to our SGC members the other day, having the confidence to say to them, sorry, that routine's not so great. Or, yep. you know, you're actually not, you know, you're losing kids out of this class. Let's work together to work out what's going wrong. Like being able to step up and do that is is the first step, don't you think, Amanda?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, sometimes we get so, we, we overthink it, right? Mm-hmm. We get so in our head about it. And, you know, I think sometimes it's us doubting our authority, Mm. it's us doubting our credibility, but you're know, you the business owner, they work for you. Regardless of how we structure this, the reality is it's your business and you can run it how you wanna run it. So have the confidence to talk up and speak up. If there's something you're not happy with, you need to be able to communicate that to your staff.
0: Totally, and this is why we did a session on values and vision, because we've been saying to our SGC members, it is your business, you you should want things to be run your way. Mm. You know, when we don't talk to our staff about our expectations and visions for our business and our values, then they're just going to go in and do it their way and put their values into it. And that's not their fault. Yes. That's, that's, they've been given no other direction, you know? Yeah. And so without knowing what the expectations are and what they should be doing in there, of course they're just going to run free and do what Absolutely. they want to do. Absolutely.
1: People aren't mind readers. That's right. They don't know what you're thinking. If you like your classes run a specific way, if you like uh, you know, people to interact with their students in a certain way, which probably you all do, all the listeners would, mm. if they want their class to feel a certain way, you can't just expect that all of your teachers know that mm. without telling them, yes. Perhaps you would like to think that really good teachers do know that, but if you haven't communicated it, it's not their fault. You need to make sure you're communicating that to your team and not be afraid to tell them when they're not doing it and not making that class have that environment.
0: I also think that teachers are a product of what they've grown up with. If they Mm. grew up in a really high-end comp school, then they're gonna teach a certain way. And then if they get a job at a more rec kind of school, then, you know, they they don't probably understand the difference or understand mm. that they need to teach differently. And and
1: maybe never given it a lot of
0: thought, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or never been instructed in any different way. Yeah. So I think being mindful of that and realising that not everyone has had the exact same journey through dance that you have.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's especially important for our younger teachers that perhaps have come straight out of full-time i find that that happens a lot if they've just been in a full-time environment which uh most full-time studios are you know they're hard on their kids they have high expectations as they should in a full-time environment However, that's not what you're running in your kindergarten jazz class, mm. but they, you know, they have that mindset still. And if you haven't really specifically spoken to them about how you want that kindy jazz class, or perhaps it's the, still the 15 or 16 year olds, but they're rec students rather than, you know, kids that are getting ready for full time, you know, you can't expect them to know anything different. So it's really communicating everything you want to happen in that class
0: yeah it's so important and so one of the things that we do in our staff training is we act things out you know so for um the behavior management for example we were acting out different classes and different age groups and look it's super fun and funny um and you know maybe they're being preschoolers in a preschool class and acting up and then teaching Mm. the staff how to deal with that but That acting is so, so important. But one of the things that I did find, Amanda, and I pulled quite a few studios up on it, was that they were just being way too nice to each other, and go and you know suddenly becoming perfectly behaved once that teacher, you know, clapped their heads or whatever it might be. And I sort of wanted to put out there today that I think you have to put your staff in difficult situations and, and act play. it with them and role yeah. play because they're better to to have that issue then and there with you and you can guide them than for them to actually have it in the real world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we just all need to go back to year eight drama. (laughs) I honestly did that uh, with Miss McGregor in year eight drama. There was a lot of role playing going on in those kind of games, but they're good for us and they're fun and it can lighten the mood. Um, And if you can have the confidence to run those kind of games with your team, like you said, acting out and practicing those scenarios, you know, um, is so important. It's so much more valuable to do it now in a room where you can go, hey, you at the end, hey, you didn't handle that very well. Here's what I would do, um, rather than having to do it in real life and not handling it really well in real life, right?
0: Absolutely. And so, you know, I often guide, I took some of them into a breakout room and helped guide them. And one of the things that I may... Some poor teacher deal with was the fact that the parent did not want to buy the uniform, and uniform was compulsory. Yes. Um, and how to deal with that, and you know that's a really difficult thing to deal with. Mm. And I think a lot of um, people on the front desk or teachers would find it hard to to deal with that situation. But. I think you've got to just be, you know, I, I'm the sort of person who'll keep saying to whoever's acting it out, no, tell them, no, no, tell them that you want the Kmart uniform, you know, because that's yeah. what parents really are like, right, Amanda? They're demanding, Absolutely. They're, they're opinionated and they want things their way instead of the way that the business should be. Absolutely. And we all
1: have had clients, parents mm-hmm. that are like that, right? I was talking to a studio owner yesterday, uh, talking about how there was a dad who was using physical intimidation. And, wow. you know, that happens, right? It does happen. And, you know, it's it's important to practice that with your staff, to role play it. You know, one of you be the annoying parent, one be the receptionist or the teacher or whatever that is, and practice those things. I love that so much. So what else did you kind of, um, you know, feel like were some of the big takeaways from that staff training, I guess?
0: Yeah, look, I think, you know, another big takeaway is just that it was interesting to see the difference between people who kind of sat down with their staff and then people who actually got up and stood and was the leader in that mm. room. Um, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't sit down with your staff every now and then and have a chat with them. But I do think when you're running staff training, you should be the leader. You should be standing. You should be walking around the same way you would in a classroom. Yes. You know, you're not going to sit down and, with and chat nicely yep. with your kids. You're going to stand up and you're going to have that authority. And I think sometimes we're scared to be leaders in our studio. Mm. And we feel like we need to just sit down with them and, you know, be a part of them, but you're not a part of them. You are their boss. It's a privilege to lead. I truly believe that. And I think standing up and giving them your energy and showing them that you are that leader is is really important.
1: Absolutely, I love that. And I think always taking it back to the classroom, Mm -hmm. right? That, you know, as a teacher, as a dance teacher, you know, like you said, we don't just sit down with the kids and we're not just one of the kids. You stand up. You use your voice mm. to command authority. Use mm. your uh, presence. You know. You make sure that you're dressed to, uh, you know, command attention in that class. You know, there's so many things that go into it. Make sure you're doing the same with your staff as well. Yeah. So yeah. so important because, yeah. you know, it's funny because Beck and I went shopping today. <laughs> this happened today again. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't mention that already, but we did go shopping today. But we were talking about that, right? Like when you look good. You feel good. Mm. You, uh, you know, the confidence comes across. Mm. You know, and that might be clothes for you. It might be the way you you stand. It might be your posture. It might be where you stand in the room. It can be a whole range of things. It doesn't mm. have to just be clothes, for example. Mm. But different things help us help put us in that position of authority. Um, and it's an internal thing, right? Because totally. it's how we feel being in command of that. And like you said, it's a privilege to lead. So it's so important that we can stand up and be those leaders we need to be.
0: So, so important. Yeah. and. You know, it, it also helps you later on down the track when you do have to have those difficult um, conversations yes. and speak to them about when things go pear-shaped because you are never going to have a business that doesn't start to go pear-shaped in some way, shape or form. Oh, absolutely. You could have the most amazing teacher on earth, but they can still make mistakes and you still have to speak to them about that. That's what being a boss is. Mm. It's about actually realising that you... You know, you have the capacity to, one, make such positive influence in people's lives, but also to mentor them and help them.
1: Absolutely. So if we have some studio owners listening who have never really uh, shared their values, never done anything like that with their teams, where would you uh, suggest that they start?
0: Look, I think the first thing to do is to, is to book that staff meeting and mm. I think the most important thing that they do is not make it a meeting that's just a cranky meeting. I know lots of people have staff meetings and they just sit down with their staff and say, right, put your props away and, you know, turn the dust. light switch yes. on off
1: when you walk out of the studio or yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. Um,
0: and then I'm really cranky that you're not doing this, this or this. So I think it needs to be an inspiring day that's about them setting goals and realize and upskilling them Mm. and and
1: celebrating sometimes as well like celebrating successes yep
0: celebrating successes and making them a part of the process you know when you allow them to have influence on what's going on in the school they feel amazing they feel like they want to work harder for you you know people always say to me how do i how do you get your staff to work so hard and have such an amazing team? Well, they feel like it's their business as well. Yep. You know, They feel like they're such a big part of things and that's important in itself. So just have that first time. But my biggest advice to everyone is do not make it, oh, some people go and some people don't. Yep. It has to be all in. I truly believe that it has to be all in and I often talk to our SGC, some of our SGC schools are high-end schools and they have very high-end teachers Mm. and I always say to them, you know, I've got this amazing hip-hop teacher, those of you who might know him, his name's Jacob Yar, he's just incredible. And, you know, he's a really high-end teacher and highly sought after, but he comes to staff training and he loves it. Mm. He loves feeling a part of things. He loves feeling a part of that family, but it's a non-negotiable. Yes. They all have to be there.
1: Yeah. It doesn't matter how sought after you are. It doesn't matter, you know, how many Instagram followers you have, Mm. whatever that is, like Mm. they're part of your team. That's right. So uh, don't let that be an excuse. Don't let the fact that, you know, uh, you know, we're all busy. We all have other lives outside of the dance studios we all have other jobs make it work for your entire team because it is so important to have them all there
0: absolutely and Mm. don't expect them to come for free like Mm. you know do a day rate for them i'm not saying you necessarily have to spend a hundred dollars an hour if they're a hundred dollar an hour teacher but you know make sure that they feel valued on the day because i do understand that on a sunday some of our staff do work retail jobs or something like that and they probably need that money um, and I always cater it, you know. and Make it special. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be this big expensive thing. Like you can get those wraps from Woolworths, which are really nice wraps. They're um, great and they're wraps. Like 40, I love
1: those wraps. am so <laughs>
0: obsessed with those wraps, Amanda. I cannot be so <laughs> Anyway, you can get them. They're $40 for a whole platter of wraps. Yeah, That's fine. Absolutely. That's, but it makes them feel valued. It makes them feel like it's special. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I've done some different things in staff training as well. You know, sometimes we've gone off-site to, mm. you know, like – You know, even just like a local, uh, like Leagues Club that has a nice little function room, right? Right. And hire that for a couple of hundred dollars and had lunch there, for example. You know, I've gone to Kmart and put little, um, you know, notebooks on all of their tables. Just, you know, little things like that, or a little gift, things like that, that make it uh, look different to a normal day. Feel special, feel different. Make sure that they're coming in with that right mentality. I think that's so important.
0: Hundred percent. I always have the projector set up, um, and you can get projectors really cheap mm. these days um, with the laptop. And I have, and I've done a presentation on Canva for it, yep. so it looks and feels, you know, professional. And also that also keeps me on track because yeah. I have those presentations coming up going right. This is what you're speaking about next. Yep. Um, yeah, I think there's lots of little things like that you can do that's going to make it feel very professional and and make them take it seriously. I guess absolutely. So if you've never done a staff training, we would love to
1: encourage you to start one. Please reach out. We'd love to hear how it goes. If you mm-hmm. have any, um, you know, if you need any ideas, if you have any, uh, you know, things that have worked really well, let us know. Reach yeah. out to us on Instagram. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, but thanks so much for all those insights, Beck. That was amazing.
0: Thanks everyone and uh, yeah, we can't wait to hear from you about all things staff training. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Have a great day.